Joining us now at our studios is Northfield's Chief of Police, Mark Elliott. Good morning, Chief. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, listeners. Thank you so much for coming in today on a beautiful day. It is beautiful. You know, today is National Dare Day in the uh, police ranks. Uh, I'm sure you were well aware of that when you woke up this morning. You've been looking forward to that all week. But we have you in every month. And let's start off by talking about, oh, not National Dare Day, but uh, talking about the Dare program here locally in Northfield and and uh, get people familiar with you know exactly what it does. Yeah, Jeff, uh, very good timing of bringing that up. Um, <laughs> we just had one of our officers, Gabriel Crombie. Uh, he's our school resource officer, and he just completed uh, D.A.R.E. training. So he's a certified D.A.R.E. officer now. Uh, we have a couple other in the, others in the department, and over the years we've had several. Um, and it starts out with them going to a two-week-long training where they learn how to be teachers. Uh, and once they graduate from that, then uh, we use them in our D.A.R.E. program to go into the teachers or go into the schools and teach the D.A.R.E. program to fifth grade students. So uh, we had a, a little downtime last year with the pandemic. We weren't uh, in the schools, um, but uh, we're back this year and excited about it. And, you know, D.A.R.E. really started from uh, a great opportunity to uh, talk to young people about the dangers of drugs, obviously, and try to uh, help keep them safe. And it really provides a good opportunity for uh, our police officers to build relationships with kids, trusting relationships at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I'm former D.A.R.E. officer. I found the uh, the training very helpful to me as I went through the throughout my career, um, but also just a great opportunity to connect with people in our community. And I think our officers find that same thing. Good. It's a great program. I've talked to uh, not only uh, teachers, but uh, parents and students, too, that uh, uh, get some good mileage out of that. Good it, stuff. It does, and it's expanded. It's not only drugs. You know, they certainly talk about life skills and positive self-image and uh, uh, anti-resistant behavior mm-hmm. so that, uh, you know, they can resist all those different pressures that they see um, as young people and the threats to them as they're growing up. Um, anti-bullying is part of the message and and the uh, work that they do now. So, um, you know, I think it's really good for the students, too, because it's a little break. Uh, it's a 10-week program, a little break from their, their normal everyday learning, but yet still learning really valuable life skills. Chief uh, Mark Elliott is with us. Uh, there's another topic I'd like to switch gears a little bit uh, because there's been quite a bit of development. And we've talked about mental health and we've talked about that for a long time. But uh, there, uh, that continues to kind of having a skill set that includes, uh, you know, mental health uh, in the, uh, you know, in the, your tool belt uh, is it continues to evolve from a law enforcement standpoint. Tell us about that. Yeah, it does. And we're, we're addressing that in several ways at the police department. And, you know, I've talked about it before. All of our officers go through uh, a program through Minnesota uh, Critical Incident Training, or CIT, and it is uh, a 40-hour class that teaches officers how to respond to people in mental health crisis and gives them the tools to help uh, respond to those calls and deal with them um, in a successful way. Um, and we're really excited that we have Rice County uh, is now uh, hiring mental health social workers. New program. It was a new uh, program initiated this year, just put into the budget, and they have a supervisor hired and are in the process of hiring those workers that are going to be in our communities and working very closely with the police department to try to address those calls um, that are of a mental health variety that um, some of them 
police are still going to need to be on scene because of some, uh, you know, instability and potential volatility. But we're really working towards where those mental health social workers can handle some of those calls, both initial calls as well as stabilization and follow-up. Um, and our officers frequently will handle these calls. They'll go out. They'll they'll work with someone that maybe a, a neighbor or a family member calls in and is just concerned about their behavior and their mental health. And uh, it's not necessarily a police call, but we just don't have anybody currently in the community that will respond out and do that. So our officers have been a good bridge in that regard, um, getting people help, immediate help if they need it. Our hospital is obviously a close partner with us in that. Um, but also... Uh, this will give an opportunity to make some referrals for those folks that maybe don't need immediate help, but it's obviously they need some assistance. And that mental health social worker can do some follow-up, stabilization, get them connected with a provider or resources that they need. Great program. Uh, has it begun yet, or where are you at in, in that stage? So they're just hiring those employees now. So we're a couple months from being operational, mm -hmm. um, but we're really hoping that by June we will have someone in place, trained resources available to them, that type of thing, and be able to help us on responding to calls. Well, it's good to see that those type of things are becoming available now in this day and age. We, as you mentioned, we've talked about this for years. Mental health has been a growing problem. From a, a standpoint of of uh, funding is that is done obviously through the county you mentioned is the state uh, providing funding for that or is that all done locally here through the county do you are you aware of that yeah so this is currently a county funded program so mm -hmm. it was put into the rice county budget last year um that uh the Board of Commissioners approved. Now, at the legislature this year, there is some talk about that, of how some of that funding can come from the state to uh, counties in order to work back into communities. And uh, we're hopeful that that will, that will come about and that that will help to offset some of that cost. But at this point, uh, like a lot of counties, just determine that it's important. You know, we have part of our, our city is in Dakota County, too, and it, it's something that Dakota County has had in place and had actual people working in those spots for years, but they are really in need of expanding that program, too. And they're looking at almost doubling the size of their program in Dakota County. Wow. All right. Uh, let's talk about uh, the police officers themselves. Uh, that can sometimes be a very stressful job, as you know, and you get into situations where you're trying to deal pe with people that have mental health issues. That's, I would think that would wear on the officers a bit, uh, you know, from... Uh, mentally and intellectually do they uh is there help available for the officers if they need uh, anything like that there is uh, jeff and thanks for asking about that um yeah officers have a tough job um they're dealing with a lot of stressful calls as well as just seeing a lot of things um that are difficult to see uh, they unfortunately deal with a lot of folks um that are not having a very good day and that wears on them and what they see and unfortunately sometimes how other people are treated by others in our community and it wears on them. So we have started a program of mental health wellness checks for our officers. And uh, we have just kicked that off. We've got uh, about a third of our officers have been through it now, but we have a mental health professional um, that comes in and meets with the officer on kind of a check-in to see how they're doing, um, offer them positive ways to cope 
with the stress that they see in their job um, and be aware of how that stress can carry into their private lives um, and into their family life. Um, so they have positive coping mechanisms to deal with those. Um, our officers have ha had some training in that in different classes they take. That 40-hour class that they take actually has a block that covers self-care um, on that. But this is really a good thing for our officers. Uh, I've been pushing the that for the last couple of years and we've got some funding in our budget for it this year and um, as I've said when I was talking to the council about that it's really important that we make sure we treat our officers well and take care of them well because well officers take care of the community well so we want our officers to be making good decisions and uh, be at top of their mental game out there, and this is one way we can ensure that they do that. All right. Police Chief uh, Mark Elliott is with us. Uh, let's move on to the next topic, and that is uh, construction season. And uh, <laughs> we'll start off with something a little more specific uh, in that uh, everyone has in town knows that uh, the Fifth Street Bridge is now <laughs> under construction. If you didn't hear that in advance, uh, you've been by there and uh, had to reroute your, your trip to downtown. Uh, talk about the, the closure of that and from a traffic standpoint, a safety standpoint, traffic and pedestrians. What 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 do, you, what do we do? <laughs> well, it is construction season in Minnesota, right? We have winter and construction season here, so yeah, I'm sure everybody's noticed all the orange cones and signs out around Fifth Street. Um, but yeah, we and we're a little uh, concerned for that. We know that when people um, are trying to get to their destination, and all of a sudden there's an unexpected detour or construction in the way, it can be stressful. And um, now they're thinking about how they're going to get there and maybe not about their driving. So we just want to remind folks that, um, yep, those construction barricades can throw your, your travel plans off a little bit, but um, just remain calm. You only got a couple blocks to go and you'll be on the detour and be able to get around. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, but just ask folks to really uh, drive carefully in those construction zones because as uh, people who aren't expecting that detour delay are now frantically figuring out how they're going to get around this. Um, sometimes their driving isn't the best and they're not paying attention. So we just want everybody to pay attention on their own construction zones. Uh, plan your, your trip a little to leave a little early um, so that you, if you do have that detour, it's, it, it's uh, not something that completely throws your whole day off. Uh, it's just a couple minutes, folks. We'll, we'll be all right. Um, the other thing is, so we've got the Fifth Street Bridge going right mm -hmm. now. Uh, will mean a little detour for some folks for about two months, I think, that they're talking that uh, they'll need to complete those safety up upgrades. And then uh, we also have the northwest uh, area of the city is going to get a mill and overlay on a lot of the roads up there, which will be a construction zone during the day and a an idle construction zone, but still with some hazards um, on weekends and evenings, overnight, obviously. So just asking people to really use caution in those areas. If, if a road is barricaded, closed off, don't go through it. Um, if barricades are moved to the side um, to allow, uh, like, traffic for people to get to their homes just use caution slow down in the, at those times and then just be ca careful in parking in those areas too if it looks like a construction area really look for those no parking signs um, some of that will be just a day or two here or there while they're doing some minor construction or curb repair and some of it will be more extensive where there'll be no parking for days or weeks at a time while they work on that 
Chief Elliott is with us from the Northfield Police Department. Uh, at the council meeting earlier this week, you gave a uh, what is, I guess, going to be a quarterly update on uh, you know, statistics, crime, and, and such uh, within Northfield. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's something that uh, maybe I'm a little more excited about the, than uh, <laughs> the average person. But, um, you know, this was brought about, we, we got a new data coordinator position this year that is filling multiple roles, roles in the department and, and where we had some gaps. But um, a big one is being able to look at our data that we have and then put it to use for us in meaningful ways so that we can guide um, our services, our resources, uh, how we're using those in the community, we can check on how we're doing as we do comparisons, um, both on crime stats as well as officer stats on, on the work that they're doing, individual officers and uh, as teams. Um, but we're really excited to be able to put this out. Uh, we had a little technical glitch uh, in showing the display, but we have some graphs and charts um, that we'll be uh, presenting at those quarterly meetings um, to get that information out to the public. So if the public knows what's going on, they can make decisions uh, for their own personal safety. Um, if they have that information. So I think it's really key that we're putting that information out and on a regular basis. All right. Uh, Chief Elliott, is there anything else you'd like to uh, discuss while we have you in here? Well, you mentioned it's an awfully nice day out. We see the mm-hmm. sun out, some warmer temps than we've seen. And just a reminder to folks that, uh, you know, our our younger folks are out there and going to be enjoying that too. They're, our kids are going to be excited, uh, out playing in the yard, the parks, riding their bikes, and uh, just use some extra caution as we're uh, motoring through our city uh, to watch out for those folks out enjoying uh, enjoying the weather and uh, playing and being kids again. Yeah, it's uh, including the adults playing and being kids again. It's a, You see this time of year, uh, the bicycles and the motorcycles around. Watch out for motorcycles, lots of pedestrians, kids playing. So uh, be uh, active when you're driving and alert and pay attention. So, Chief, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Jeff. Have a great day. You too. Northfield Police Chief Mark Elliott here on 95.1 FM and AM 1080. We've got uh, Rich standing by, local news, Tim, news and sports coming up. The team at Whit Brothers Auto Care would like to thank Northfield and the surrounding communities for naming them 2022's best auto repair shop. Stop down to 701 Division Street and